Before we get going here, got to talk about our proud partner, Rawlings Canada. For over 130 years, Rawlings has been the most trusted brand in diamond sports. Every Rawlings product is carefully crafted with the finest materials available and assembled, weighed, measured, tested, and inspected for the highest possible level of quality and consistency. I can tell you firsthand how good their product is. The glove I've been wearing since 2014 is Hopi's Rawlings glove that he got in 2000. Think about that. I'm wearing a glove that will be 24 years old this summer. If that doesn't tell you just how good their product is, I don't know what will. Rawlings, check them out wherever you get your ball gear. Trust me, you will not be disappointed. What is going on, people? Hope everyone had a fantastic week, weekend, whatever you were up to over the last seven days. Welcome to episode 153 of Outside the Shoot. I'm your host, Randy Frame. All right, this one here is a dandy, as we had the pleasure of sitting down with 2021 NFCA First Team All-American, 2023 WPF Rookie of the Year, University of Kentucky alum, and current member of the USSSA Pride, the one and only Kayla Kowalik. Kayla's time at Kentucky was just extraordinary. She is UK's all-time hits leader with 348 and all-time leader in runs scored with 258. She led the nation in batting average in 2021 when she hit a school record 495, had a school record 26-game hitting streak, and scored a school record 79 runs. Legit, the number of records that she possesses at UK is insane. She is now a member of the USSSA Pride in the WPF, where she capped off her first season there as Rookie of the Year and being named to the All-WPF team. We're going to talk to Kayla about getting her start in the game, growing up and playing with her twin sister Gabby, the journey to UK, being named to Team USA this past season with the Pride, and so much more. Kayla was an absolute pleasure to chat with. I'm so excited to see what the future holds for her both in the game and off the field as well. I'm sure whatever it is, it will be great. With that being said, let's get to our chat. This is Outside the Shoot and Anything Goes. I got the world in my palm. Lights, camera, action, it's on. I can't describe what I'm feeling. Ain't never felt this freedom. I got the world in my palm. Lights, camera, action, it's on. Ain't never felt this freedom. Could you, could you say that anything goes on with us today 2021 nfca first team all-american 2023 wpf rookie of the year university of kentucky alum where she has so many friggin' records that i'm not going to list them all and current <laughs> member of the u pride the one and only kayla kowalik kayla thanks so much for coming on the podcast absolutely good ha- talking to you how's things going down in kentucky this evening Things are going well. Um, finally warming up. Uh, finally warming up. A little bit of rain, but you know, I'll take a little bit of warm weather over the freezing cold we've had the last couple of weeks. So what? What's the temperature been down there? Um, so we haven't been above really twenty five. Oh wow! For the last couple of weeks, correct. We hit negative one uh, last weekend, but uh, we're in the fifties now. So oh, that's go. pretty warm for me now. That's comfy. That's comfy. So what's on, what's on the go these days anyway? What uh, what's keeping you busy? 
Oh my goodness. Way too many things. Um, so I'm finishing, I'm the primary thing is, uh, I'm a graduate assistant with the university, um, of Kentucky softball team right okay. now. So still working with them, um, at all other practices. And on top of that, I'm finishing my master's that I started during my COVID year, um, getting my MBA. So this is my last semester doing that. So that is what is primarily keeping me busy aside from, you know, making sure that I am still in shape to play this summer. Right on, right on. How's, uh, how's Stevie doing? <laughs> Stevie is actually in my lap. Uh, Stevie is my dog. For, yeah. for all those uh, that don't know. All the podcasters, but, um, she is actually in my lap right now and she is doing just fine. We just, uh, we went on a two mile run this morning and she is wiped. Nice. Nice. Actually, what's funny, my co-host that is with me when I interview the, the men's uh, side of the game on here, he has the exact same dog as you. Oh, exactly. They're such a treat. Yeah. His name's they Mookie. They are such a treat. His name's Mookie. Oh. And it's funny because I, I was talking to him on the phone today and I said, uh, I told him, I'm like, uh, Kayla that I'm interviewing tonight has the exact same dog as Mookie. And he's like, no way. So I like I I sent him a picture that you had on Instagram. He's like, yep. "Holy cow! They're exactly the same." <laughs> so so yep. does Stevie he like chasing balls and everything? Because that's what Mookie does. Ste <laughs> yep, Stevie is absolutely obsessed with frisbees and would rival any All American outfielder <laughs> in the outfield if you give her a frisbee. Nice. I mean, she is insane. She's done flips catching frisbees before. Um, she is insane. That's awesome. That is awesome. So how old? How old is Stevie? She just turned one last month. So oh. she is just a little bit. She's a little baby. Yeah, just a pup. Lots of energy. So much energy. <laughs> I wish I had that much energy. I hear you there. Um, so we have a little thing that we like to kick off the podcast with. Uh, call it Quick Pitches. I'm going okay. to throw out some random questions to you. And hey, you answer them as best you can. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> first one. Let's, I'm ready. First one. I always start with this one. If you had to live off one meal for a week, what would it be? Oh, chicken Caesar salad. Oh, fantastic. Good choice. Love a good. Actually, you know, what's funny. I had one yesterday. There we go. Uh, it's my, it's my favorite, my favorite meal. I don't know what it is about it, but it just hits every time. It's a combination chicken and Caesar. You're right. <laughs> it is. Uh, biggest thing you miss at UK, even though you're still there. <laughs> Well, um, honestly, just gearing up every day and getting to work um, with our team. Yeah. Uh, favorite uniform color combo at UK? Oh, at UK. Favorite combo was our blue jerseys with blue pants and our white socks. Sick. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, what's one thing that you're not very good at? Oh, I'm not going to lie. I'm not very good I'm not very good at sitting still. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Mine would Always be Always have to be doing something. Mine's tennis. <laughs> I can't play tennis. Oh my goodness. Um, I, you know, I probably would be terrible at tennis. I've never tried. It's just, you'd think for, you know, playing ball my whole life and, you know, hitting a ball, you'd think it'd be that easy with a racket, be, but it's it not. It translate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely not. Uh, trapped on a deserted island and can have three things. What are they? I would take a knife. I would take my dog, Stevie, and I would bring my phone so I could listen to music, there if that is allowed. If there was a record player or something. <laughs> or I guess if, if you have like the music on it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, if you could go back and play one game over again, which one is it? Um, senior day last year against Florida, 
on Sunday when I scored the winning run. Right. Big game. Big, uh, big game. Best walk up song you've used over your career. Um, I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to say the one I had for pride this last summer. Um, I had, are you going to be my girl by jet? And it was oh, by far my favorite. Solid a good tune. Song. Solid tune for sure. Uh, a few more here. Actually two more go to show to binge watch. Ooh, the vampire diaries. You're like the fourth person to say that on here. I've oh never watched okay, it before. Then I take it back. The walking dead. There we go. I said that one. Okay. I've, I've I watch that. You know what? I've, I still can go back and watch seasons one and two. Like no problem at all. I love yep. season one and two. Yep. I complete, I will go back and rewatch. I will only rewatch up until about season five. And then I kind of have to stop after that. Yeah. It's, it, it's, I found it got, a little, drop it. it got a little monotonous. I found, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. After, after Rick left, you know, if, oh, yeah, sorry. Sorry one. for all those that didn't oh, watch it. No, no, not the spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, one more here. Favorite monster flavor. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> has to be the original. It has to be the, the black and green can. I'm no with you. I am totally with you on that because it's the only one I've ever tried. Oh, really? Seriously. I've, I have don't. I have tried a lot of them, but when it I have so many superstitions tied into the black and green monster. So if it comes to like a game day or, you know, I need some good vibes, mm-hmm. it is absolutely going to be the black and green monster. No doubt. Tastes so good. It's so good. It really, I don't know what it is, but it really is. I don't either. Level. Like, and that's the thing, like, what would you, I don't, I can't even describe what the flavor would be. Like just goodness. <laughs> I, and I agree. My, my coaches would argue, uh, it's diesel and gasoline, but I, <laughs> I say I have a very mature palate and then it tastes great. <laughs> yes. I'm with you. I'm with you. All right. Let's get to your career. Let's take a, a trip down memory lane here. Uh, tell us how little Kayla got her start in the game. Oh my goodness. Well, little Kayla got her start actually playing baseball. Oh, okay. um, I grew up in a little town um, in South Texas and we didn't have softball. So I started off playing baseball and, um, my mother, what, uh, is an OBGYN. So she ended up getting a job in San Antonio. Um, when I guess I would be around six, seven years old. And so we moved, um, a little up towards central Texas and I started playing ball kind of full time. Um, honestly at a really young, really, really young age, me, I have a twin sister. And so we both started playing travel ball, like I ate you. So we were playing coach pitch, uh, travel ball and, um, had our very first, uh, out of state tournament and, in, in ate you. And we went to Florida, played two games or we played our pool games, lost two bracket games and went home immediately. But, uh, that is the very first memory I have of, you know, me kind of playing softball and falling in love with it. Um, and, uh, that's really how I started was just like, I absolutely loved just running around where I started catching. Um, my sister would eventually, once we kind of hit that, uh, player pitch age and 10 you, she started pitching and that's kind of where I really loved to learn. I learned to love catching because I would catch my sister all the time. And it really just kind of 
formed who, you know, I would become in later years. Right on, right on. So did you play any other sports growing up? I did. So my um, mom put us in absolutely everything that she could find. Pro- uh, proper thing. I have, Good for her. Correct. And you know what? She did it right. Um, I have, so I have three siblings, two younger brothers and a twin sister. And we were all in every sport you can imagine picked up. Um, we played basketball, we played soccer, um, picked up a little bit of swim lessons here and there. Um, really were kind of all at it while playing travel softball on top of that. And once we kind of got older, we kind of started divvying out sports. So like my big thing was I, and this is against everything I do actually in the sport of softball, but I hated running growing up. (laughs) And wow. So correct. And when you get older in a lot of these sports, you move to the, you start playing on the big courts and you start playing on the big soccer fields. And that's kind of when I started to, drop these sports was my mom was like, Oh my gosh, you're going to play on the big soccer field next year. You're all grown up. And I looked around, I'm like, um, actually, I think this is my last soccer game. Now that you've told me that, like, I vividly remember her being like, are you so excited to play on the big soccer field next year? I'm like, actually, this is now officially my last I'm soccer done. game ever. I'm done. <laughs> I'm, this is it for me. Um, but both me and my sister played, we played softball, bas- uh, basketball, volleyball, and ran track in middle school. And we, we dropped basketball. We went to high school and we played volleyball, softball, and ran a little bit of track here and there. Okay. So multi-sport athletes all the way around. Absolutely love it. Would recommend it to every young athlete. 100%. I'm with you on that. If the more sports you can play, like I, you see these uh, players and especially I, I blame it on the parents, putting them in a sport year round. You know what I mean? Like, yeah getting them to focus on like try other things because these other things I think would, will help your motor skills for the sport that you love. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, 100%. It's just there. I mean, there are so many things that translate that you don't even think about. Like there's so many translations from sport to sport and from athlete to athlete that like, there are things that I did in my volleyball career that like helped me now as like a catcher and, you know, playing softball. And there are things that help me, from my basketball years and running track. Absolutely. Oh, running all the time will help you 100%. Yep. And I, I would think of it as honestly, I always knew that softball was my end goal. Softball was my talent and something that I had such a deep love for. But at the same time, I had these like fun sports that I could go compete with my friends and it wasn't my job. Softball kind of always was my job growing up. I, I love it. And absolutely um, wouldn't be here where I am today without it. But when it comes down to it, I, I got to go play volleyball with my friends and I'm like, Oh, this is a fun little vacation. Like I, like this is, I can compete, I can compete. And then, you know what, at the end of the day, it's, you know, there's nothing holding me to it. So I definitely, it's more so like there's the athletic factor of keeping you in shape, keeping you making sure that there's skills that translate. But I would say that above all else, it also was a mental break for me. Right. Exactly. And that, and realistically, that's the biggest thing. Correct. Yeah. Especially when you play softball and it's yes. so meant like it is such a mental game. Yeah. Especially being a catcher. Correct. <laughs> Correct. I, I've, I've been a pitcher my whole life, so I love you guys. <laughs> we appreciate it. Hey, we love, I love the pitchers over here. 100%. <laughs> um, so, I mean, growing up in like travel ball and, uh, and high school, was there a point 
where you remember, hmm, maybe I can do something with this game to help me out later in life? Um, as far, so when it came down to, you know, me deciding that, Hey, I want to go play in college. That was kind of, I, I don't remember a time that I played softball that my sights were not set on playing at the collegiate level. Oh, really? To to, Yeah. I, and I, the minute I, like I grew up, um, near San Marcos, which is, um, central Texas and, for those of you who kind of know the area, Texas State University is there. And my mom, I mean, we were season ticket holders for years. We went to every single game that we could. I remember that like we would make trip, like we made a trip to Louisiana to watch them play. Like that softball was such a big aspect of our lives because my sister and I loved the sport so much. And my mom wanted to give us the opportunity to just see it at every level that like I don't remember playing softball past maybe let's say eight U, where I wasn't like, I'm going to play in college. And it didn't matter what level, maybe it wasn't D one at the time in my eyes, but Mm. I was going to play somewhere and I wanted to play somewhere. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, I mean, uh, during your travel ball and, and you went to St. John Paul, is that the high school you went is so you're playing there. Any, uh, any big moments from that time stick out for you? You as far as, you know, your development went. Um, so we, my sister pitched and she did not pitch in college and honestly stopped. She stopped pitching once we kind of got into high school for at least our travel ball team, but our high school did not have, um, a pitcher. So she kind of stepped in and she pitched all throughout high school. I caught her and, um, some of my f- absolute favorite moments. Um, cause at, at the time <laughs> when you're a twin or when you're playing with your sister and you're a pitcher and a catcher and you do not always get along because you're teenagers, <laughs> some of the moments that we would get into were absolutely comical. Now at the time I was like, are you kidding me? Like we're in the middle of a game. Um, but, uh, her and I and our teammates and our coaches won three state championships, um, with my sister and I there. And that was really, honestly, some of my favorite moments, I would put them, um, over some of my college moments, just because like, I remember like one of the last games we played together in high school. Now we went, we played travel ball that following summer together, but Mm. our last summer or our last, sorry, high school game that we played together, we won state for the third time. Um, the year prior we had lost and were state runner up, but I remember just giving the biggest hug to my sister and we aren't affectionate at all. Um, we're those siblings. Um, (laughs) but we gave each other the biggest hug because it was so rewarding and just really awesome to get to be able to do that with somebody that you've grown up with for 18 years. Oh, absolutely. That'd be amazing for sure. Um, let's talk about the recruiting process. What, uh, what led to you choosing UK? Oh, goodness. Um, so my recruiting process was a time before what was the early verbal time. So before they had the January, sorry, the September 1st rule of your junior year. Um, so I was an very early verbal. I committed in January of my freshman year and was recruited the summer prior. Um, my recruiting journey started really early just because we were in a time of the early verbals and, um, whether or not you wanted to jump on a power five school or not, like you were being recruited by mid majors, by everybody. So 
my recruiting process, I would say, started the summer before eighth grade. Um, maybe a little bit sooner, but I the only time my earliest recollection was summer before eighth grade. Um, I played for the Austin Stars and we were a little travel ball team. Very, very good. But we were from a small organization and we traveled out to PGF to play a bunch of these really big, really big teams that were very well known. And we got fifth at PGF. And I just remember, I think it was one of the games that we, one of our last games. So I think, believe that we had lost this game and um, to get fifth. And I just remember like we were playing and there were so many people in the stands, so many people in the stands. And I'm, I'm not worried about like, I wasn't looking around. I knew my mom. Um, I wanted to know where my parents were and that was it. My mom was always in the outfield far away from everybody else pacing and stressing out. (laughs) So I was like, you know what, as long as I know where mom is and she's not behind the plate, we're all right. Right. And I remember like looking up, someone was like, wow, there's like so many college coaches And sure enough, like the whole stands were filled with these big power five college coaches that were, I'm not even sure they were watching our team. I think they wanted to watch the other team, but Hey, we, you get showcased how you get showcased. That's right. That's so right. And I I would tell you it's being in the right place at the right time more than it is being the right person. Um, So that was my earliest recollection of the recruiting process. And it was after that summer that my mom kind of hit hard and heavy on my sister on, Hey, we're going to start going to camps. We're going to start emailing people. Um, she printed out a map of the United States. She gave me and my sister a Sharpie and she said, okay, mark out every state you do not want to go to. And the first state we both marked out was Texas, which is where we're from. (laughs) And I'm sure she was so thrilled about that. (laughs) Yep. And so we marked out all of the cold, cold states up north, wiped out the West Coast, wiped out Texas. Um, and that's kind of how we narrowed down what we wanted to do. Um, I, at the time, was kind of looking to do something more medical um, to kind of follow along in my mom's footsteps. But fast forward to a year later, that next summer going into my freshman year, and one of our coaches here at Kentucky like sees me playing on this random field out in the middle of nowhere, Colorado. Travel all people will know how that feels. <laughs> like they just stumbled. They I they just literally stumbled upon me. And um, I was a catcher. I was a slapper. And I was very weird, but also very good at my age. And they were, they. Um, I'm pretty sure it was uh, Coach Molly Johnson Belcher who saw me and recruited and was the first person to actually see me play. And she uh, passed me my name along to Coach Lawson. And I kid you not, Coach Lawson or Coach Himes or somebody from the Kentucky staff was at every single game I played for the rest of the summer. Wow. And it like, I mean, it did not matter where, what we were doing. They were at every single game. And, um, I had my first phone call with coach Lawson in September and I, I'm not even sure if she remembers this, but we probably talked for an hour and a half. I had travel, uh, I played club volleyball in high school. Um, and so I had a volleyball practice and then I left volleyball practice to go call coach Lawson. And we probably talked for an hour and a half. And I, some people say like you get, step on campus and you kind of get a vibe and you kind of, it feels like home. I, I was talking to coach Lawson and I was like, I mean, I've like, 
this is awesome. I had, I had visited schools, uh, prior and gone on visits like surrounding camps. I had talked to a couple other coaches, um, prior to this phone call, but I was like, I don't know, like, I kind of like this lady. Um, <laughs> and so she was, um, I started my freshman year. My mom, um, made me schedule this, uh, my visit as the last visit of the fall. So my sister and I did a lot of like tours and visits that fall. Um, we scheduled my Kentucky visit for January at the, after everything else, because my mom, my mom knows more than I, my mom knows me better than I do. And she was, she kind of knew deep down that this is somewhere I wanted to go, that I was really interested in the coaches and the program. And, um, I went on my visit, saw the campus said, all right, Sounds good to me. And I verbaled um, on site and it was, and I mean, the rest is history. That's awesome. So what, what's the biggest thing you remember about walking on campus there that first time? Like, I mean, how old would you have been? I, I had, I would have just turned 15. Um, Holy. Yeah. And as, and I will say as someone who was an early verbal, who, you know, has had every blessing and everything honestly handed to me, just, I mean, anything I could ever want. I'm such a big fan of the new like rules. I was going to ask of you delaying that. The early verbal. Ask you that. Yeah. 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 I, and I'm so lucky that it worked out for me and I'm so grateful and I wouldn't change a single thing, but I know so many teammates and so many friends, um, who, were early verbals and they're like, this is my dream school. And it just, you mature so much right? in, you know, the four or five years that we had when we were committing at that age. So, um, but well, I think one of the first things I remember was just how welcoming everybody was. Like I got to sit in and watch, you know, some of their practices. Um, and it's like, everybody was cheering for everybody. It was one big unit against everybody else. And I just, when I was walking around campus and, you know, they were showing me campus, I physically could see myself five years from now or four years from now, you know, walking into class and walking the streets and, um, really finding a home there. And that's really what stuck with me. Awesome. That's awesome. Now, of course you get there freshman year. What, uh, how was the adjustment for you? I mean, away from the field, you know, moving away from home and, you know, figuring things out on your own for the first time. I mean, that had to be a little bit of an adjustment. Uh, quite a bit of an adjustment. And I would say more so I was never a homebody growing up and right. I kind of understood what it felt like to be away from home. We had some pretty crazy travel ball schedules where I wouldn't be home all summer and I would literally be traveling and not see like my dad and my brothers for an entire summer because that's just how crazy it was. But it's different when you get to college and, you know, this is not this is going to be something that's four years and you might be home for a little bit every once in a while. But it was <clears throat> an adjustment in a different way because I had so much freedom and I was like, oh, this is awesome. Like, this is everything I wanted. And, you know, I had to learn. I'm like, hey, um, there's nobody to do your laundry. There's nobody to make sure you're doing your home. Like, sure, I had um, academic advisors, but when it comes down to it, your grades are on you doing your homework. Nobody's checking in on you all the time, making sure that you're eating good. Um, but when it came to outside of practice and outside of the field, 
I think my teammates and everybody and just the family environment that we created was so good. Um, Coach Lawson was actually, so I didn't talk to my sister um, until Thanksgiving break. Um, and coach Lawson was very concerned when I came up because she's like, well, you're a twin. Like, I don't know if you're going to do well leaving, um, Gabby. And I was like, oh, like I'm going to do fine. She didn't believe me. So for, for the first month that I was in college, it was almost every other day or every week at the least that she would check in and she'd be like, have you called your sister? Have you talked to your sister? Have you talked to your mom? And I'd be like, oh no. She's like, are you going to talk to them? I'm like, oh, I'm like, yeah. And nothing's really happening for me to tell him about. And she was so concerned that I would like transfer or leave because she was like, oh no, she's not happy. She doesn't like it here. <laughs> but I like, I, I truly feel like that was like, and I should feel like this when you've met your, like you've gone to your dream school and it's everything you want. Like you should feel like you're at home and, you know, really feel that you're at peace with where you are. Absolutely. Absolutely. So what was campus life like? Campus life was awesome. Um, I, there's so much to do that. I mean, I think our football team was really good that year, um, or was starting to get good. Um, so we were always, we were at volleyball games, we were at football games, um, basketball games, just constant. There was constantly things going on and things to do. Hey, the team's going out to eat. We're doing things. It really was, um, it really was a dream and just like being able to make friends and kind of create that like team camaraderie and family, um, my freshman year mm. and, um, uh, classes were classes were classes and are going to be what, uh, they are as freshmen. But I mean, it, I don't think I could have had like a better transition, honestly, from like our coaching staff and our teammates, my freshman year. No, oh, that helps. That helps a lot for sure. No, absolutely. Yeah. I definitely have been blessed. And that's how I know like this place was like perfect for me because I really when it came down to, you know, the extra the outside and external kind of factors like they really like tried to make it easy. And um, it really just felt kind of like second nature. That's awesome. Um one game I wanted to ask you about from the freshman season, March 1st, Absolutely. you're in Chatt Chattanooga, Tennessee. You're facing <laughs> Abby for the first time. Gabby, how, yep. how cool is that? <laughs> that is, uh, that was really, really cool. Um, in the dumbest words I could use, it was really <laughs> awesome. Um, it, my, so I, told you guys how I, um, did not talk to my sister a lot my freshman year. Right. And I, as a freshman, we were taking our bus down to Chattanooga and coach Lawson calls my name. It's like Kayla. And I'm like, Oh no. It's like, never talks to me on the bus. She's like, get up here. And I'm like, she sits at the very front. I was kind of towards the middle and I start sweating. <laughs> I am, I'm like, what did I do? I'm like, I didn't fail anything. My grades are fine. I didn't leave anything. I know I have everything. So I slowly start my little walk of shame up towards coach Lawson's seat. And she scoots over and she's like, sit down. I'm like, I'm like, okay. And she, and I was so afraid and she starts, she has film of my sister up and she's like, I thought you and I could watch your sister together since, uh, you don't talk to her that I figured this might be the first time you've seen her in a while. 
and I just start laughing. And so we sit and we watch a few hits and she's like, okay, now that you remember what your sister looks like, you can go back. So I go back in my seat and, um, me and my, me and my sister were actually really excited for that game. She made me promise that we wouldn't kill her. Um, and she's like, uh, I was actually really excited. Um, I was a outfielder, an outfielder my freshman year, Mm -hmm. but born and raised catcher. And um, we just had a really good senior catcher. I was not going to beat out my freshman year. And she let me catch the game with my sister. And her and I were cracking jokes the entire time she was in the box. She was kicking dirt in my face. I was throwing dirt at her. Um, I think the umpire was a little concerned until I was like, we know each other. We're sisters. That's amazing. Um, yeah, but my um, dad uh, flew out and he got to watch that game and it, it really was awesome. Oh, that's amazing. You know, the fact that Coach let you catch that game, like, yeah, that's huge. <laughs> yeah, that's and huge. I and she's not going to admit it. I know there were a few brownie points thrown in there. She's like, you got to catch a game with your sister. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? I appreciate it. Especially after guilt guilt tripping you on the on the bus, right? <laughs> no, correct. I, I haven't. <laughs> Very few moments rival how scared I was there. <laughs> that is one of the top of the, at the top of the cake. Oh, that's awesome. So after that freshman season, and I, I mean, you had a great one being named SEC all freshman team. What was the biggest thing you took from it, you know, as far as improving your game? So I was primarily a slapper um, my freshman year. I think I swung away maybe a handful of times, but that really wasn't my game and not something that I walked into college confidently able. I wasn't confident enough in myself to be able to swing away and use other aspects of my game. Um, I knew that that was absolutely something that I wanted to add to my game is to be able to swing away more and also, um, fight for, cause we had some catchers coming in in that next class. And, um, I love the outfield. Don't get me wrong. Absolutely had so many good memories in the outfield and still play it for my professional team. But I feel like I am a catcher born and raised at heart. And that was something that I wanted to fight for, um, that next year. Right on. Well, I mean, as a catcher, you have control of the game really. You know what I mean? Correct. It's, it's such a different mindset than being in the outfield. Correct. And I'm, you're involved in every single play. Like no matter, like, unless a ball gets hit, like you're receiving a ball 85% of the time when it's, and you're in the outfield, you're getting a ball. You might not even get a ball for two, three games. So depends on the pitcher, right? (laughs) You're right. Yeah. Um, that sophomore season starts. Were you expecting that roller coaster of a ride when it all began? Oh my goodness, <laughs> not at all. And I and people were jo- like joking. And they're like, "Oh, like people are like, there's um, like people are getting sick." And we thought at the time it was going to be like um, I don't know when we, I was I was probably in second grade, like two thousand and seven eight when we had like the swine flu, right? kind of hit and you're like, Oh, everybody gets two weeks off of school. And that's like legitimately what we were kind of thinking. We're like, Oh, two weeks off from school. This is fine. And then, um, everything just kept getting, I think the second time it kind of got pushed back on like expected start dates, we kind of like, we're like, Oh, okay, well, we're not going to play softball this year. Um, but not at all what we had expected. Well, I think when, when the NBA shut down, but then I exactly mean, when when Tom, when Tom Hanks got it and they're all like 
shit hit the fan. Everybody was like, whoa, yes. whoa, no, what's no, going literally. on here? Tom Hanks got well, it. <laughs> we were sitting, like, because we were sitting there in between, like, SEC deciding, NCAA deciding. They were kind of in between what they wanted to do. And everybody else was starting to cancel things. And we were like, oh, okay. Well, they haven't said it yet, but we can kind of safely assume we're done. Yeah. <laughs> were, were you guys on the road? We actually were not. We were I, leaving on the road that day. So it was a Thursday. Uh, it was Thursday that I guess the SEC had kind of like sent some stuff out. We did not travel. Um, we were supposed to get on the bus that day, I'm pretty sure, um, and ended up canceling that. So we were thankfully not on the road and we were all at uh, John Crop Stadium uh, when okay. it happened. Now, I, I've talked to, you know, girls on here that was their senior year and it was pretty emotional. Can you yeah. remember what the, the seniors were like in your crew? Because, I mean, oh, not absolutely. knowing, you know, not knowing that you were going to get that other year at the time that like yeah. a lot of them probably thought, oh, we're done. Yeah. So um, my two best friends in the entire world were my roommates that year and they were both seniors and they both had jobs lined up afterwards that they're like, we can't pass up on this. Or uh, one had grad school lined up somewhere else and one had um, a job lined up and they're like, we can't pass on this. And I, that senior class, not to knock any other senior class I have ever dealt with besides mine, um, was one of my favorite, um, just like some of the greatest humans I have ever met and some of the most down to earth people that just like, willing to do anything for you. So it, the, my heart broke with them, especially because so many of them had already known like that they were not going to be able to come back. Could like pending, you know, if the university allowed, you know, fifth years, if the SEC allowed that, whatever. Right. Um, so that I, I, I felt that pain it, not as much as they had obviously, but I felt that pain with them. It was very, very hard for me um, to not get to finish that year out with them and for them to be able to, you know, experience the senior year and a senior day and, you know, really kind of dive into that experience. Right. Now I got to ask what you worked on during that off season, because I mean, 2021, <laughs> I mean, it was all right for you. Huh? I mean, first team, all American, second team, all SEC. Wait, that's one thing I did. Your first team, all American. What, what are you, what, how are you second team um, all SEC? Well, <laughs> <laughs> that is probably one of the biggest enigmas of the SEC. But don't worry, we have since changed the way we do awards. But um, <laughs> Bailey, so one of our other catchers, she got Bailey Hempel. She got SEC Player of the Year that year, so she had to get first team. And they only allow one catcher on every team. So oh, that, I got booted. To I got booted to second team. I would like to say that I'm probably the only player in history to get first team all American, but second team all conference. So I consider that an award enough. Oh and yeah. Hey, <laughs> hey, another record for you. Hey, so <laughs> I am a okay with it. Um, I think it's hilarious now. So did do, like, seriously, did you, was there anything that you were working on in particular that off season or just all oh. the stars aligned and you just, uh, well, so I would, I would give a little bit of credit to the stars aligning. Um, I don't think someone bats almost 500. Like, I mean, I trained, I trained obviously, but, um, I was just feeling different that year, I guess. No, but, um, I, that year and just kind of COVID 
and the way that it kind of eliminated team practice, it eliminated, you know, being able to train with friends and making sure that you were social distancing from everybody. I really only had training and being able to work out and being able to go hit and to go throw that I, that is kind of, I would say that is kind of the moment where I never expected to play pro. Um, but that is the kind of moment where I was like, you know what, if I ever get an opportunity, I'm going to do it because I love this game so much that I would say the one thing I got out of COVID was just like a newfound, like appreciation and love for the game. Cause I had always loved softball. Um, but I loved softball enough to be able to do it in college. And then I wanted to go be an accountant and get my CPA and, you know, go have a job. And that kind of all stops for me with COVID, just how much I was, you know, hitting and how much I was just around softball that I was like, this is something I would like to do with my life. So I guess COVID changed your life, really. I mean. Honestly, hey, yeah. I mean, I COVID really like in some aspects of it, it really did help me gain an appreciation for the sport that, you know, I had always had, but it just grew it even stronger. Right, right. And this is a good segue into 2022 because, I mean, you have that 21, 2021 season and I got to ask you about getting named to Team USA because, I mean, that had yeah. to be such a special moment for you. That was unreal because, I mean, even after the way I had played, I I never I was never, um, I guess, talked about and spoken about and really expected my name to kind of be in not my name, but just my performance and myself as a player be enough to be able to, you know, represent Team USA and represent this country that, you know, getting invited to tryouts and then being able to compete with them um, that following summer was absolutely next level. Um, Still one of my favorite summers um, to date, but just absolutely unreal and just things that I never expected to come out of you know, loving the sport. Yeah. I got to ask about that. The first Canada cup tournament in BC. Cause I mean, not only are you putting that red, white, and blue on for the first time, yep. but, but your sister's <laughs> also there competing against you. I mean, but I'm competing against my sister. I know but that had to be an amazing time for you guys and your, your entire family. Correct. Our whole family made the trip up, um, to see us play and was absolutely awesome. And they beat um, you guys twice, didn't they? Okay, let's not. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you got them okay. in the finals. You got you, them in the finals. You're right. We got them in the finals. They Guys, they did beat us twice, but we still won. That's it right. Is, okay. Um, I, if, uh, I still, I, they still give me crap about that. Just like the girls <laughs> who were on that TCS team still give me crap. And, and you know what? They should like, they, I think they deserve the bragging rights out of everything, even though that they, like, even though they took home silver, Mm. I think they deserve all the bragging rights because I'm like, are you kidding? But, um, I, I love any time and any moment that, you know, my sister and I get to lace up cleats again. And, you know, even if we're not in the same dugout, just, you know, get to be on the same field together is really cool. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Like, I got to ask, what was the going into that final game though, after they have beaten you twice, what was the mindset like for you guys? Cause I mean, you guys had to be a little bit like, oh man, like <laughs> we can't lose these guys three times. Correct. But we were not, 
our our mindset was we are not losing to these guys again. Right. I think it was less of a fearful, hey guys, we can't lose, and it was more of a, yeah, we're not going to do this again. Yeah, let's um, let's play our like, game. Hey, you know what? You, you guys got the first two. Congratulations. Uh, enjoy it because it's not going to happen again. But we kind of honed in and got back on you know the level of play that we should have been on from the start. Exactly. Exactly. So. Uh, Tell us about Japan, because that had to be a pretty cool experience. I mean, uh, traveling one of that my far away. Favorite trips. Yeah. So I have never actually been international before. Um, that was my first trip out of, um, I guess North, North America. America. Yeah. yeah, and was absolutely unreal. I mean, I could not express to you just how respectful and how clean and how great their culture is and getting able, being able to experience that. Sorry, my dog Stevie's is got a chew toy. in the background. <laughs> she has got, well, it is in my hands now. Um, being able to experience that because, so we played a three game series against uh, team Japan and we were there for 10 days. So it was seven days of just getting to know the culture, travel, like, like being able to walk around um it like it just really their culture is so awesome and it's definitely something that i would love to experience again um and was really next one of my favorite trips that i probably have taken in my life yeah i've i've talked to plenty of you know players on here that have played over in like professionally in japan and they say it's like second to none as far as the culture goes it's just something totally different than the element in north america correct correct and i i could not speak more high of like just the way that they are so welcoming and everybody that we met that we um like the fans and the support staff and everybody who kind of helped us get to where we were going everybody who was there to watch us play and we're so excited uh, just the most welcoming welcoming experience awesome that's awesome so last year you entered your last season at uk what was uh what was the mindset going into it i was not gonna take anything for granted right. um because i i knew i was gonna come back for my fifth year um at kentucky there i that was something I had set my mind to. Um, but I feel like my senior year kind of when you go your junior year and you perform so well um, that you're kind of setting yourself up for a letdown in a sense. Right. Because I I knew going into my true senior year um, before my fifth year that to expect about 500 again would be absolutely crazy. Mm-hmm. And I kind of let that eat at me all year long where I'm like, oh, I'm not like I was still I was batting well over 400 and still very upset with myself that it's I was like, this isn't good enough. This isn't what I did last year, blah, blah, blah. So I had so many unrealistic expectations for myself following my junior year that I kind of let that eat at me and really kind of dim my love for the game again. And I kind of reassessed my mindset my fifth year that um, I was not going to let that happen again. And I was not going to let 
my performance or the expectations of what people expected out of my performance kind of eat at me again and um, had one of the best years um, personally, just like mentally that I think I have had. And truly, I loved every single one of my teammates. I, if I could take one experience and bottle it up, it would be the bus rides with my teammates on the back of the bus mm-hmm. um, over, you know, any game time experience or any, you know, performance uh, goal that I had. Like I would, tr- I truly loved my senior year from top to bottom. And I feel like I hadn't had that yet. Right on. Now, I know you said earlier that the the pro game wasn't always on, it wasn't on your radar really, but then April 18th hit. And you get, you get drafted eighth overall by the pride. I mean, yep. <laughs> I, that had to be crazy for you. I know I, it, it was crazy for me. Um, I was super excited. Um, I, did you know was, that like, were you talking to anybody I, prior to this or? Um, I did not know that I was going to get drafted. I had talked to some of the pro girls about being interested, um, and I was like, yeah, I mean, I do. I would love to do this, um, but did not know for I didn't know that I was actually going to get drafted. You could always hope and expect, right. but um, did not know that I was really, really set on getting drafted. And then I got drafted and was actually super excited because I, there's so much like history with like the USSA pride and, um, would get to play with one of my former teammates if I signed and absolutely loved working, um, on team USA with, uh, Ali Carta and I've, I would have gotten to play with her again. So I was actually really, really excited about, you know, who I was drafted to and where I could possibly end up. And Kretsch is the coach, correct? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Like, Kelly Kretschman is the coach. Go. She's awesome. <laughs> She's awesome. Yeah. Um, so after the, after you get drafted, like that would have been in April. So like the rest of that season, what does your mindset change as far as how you're approaching the game at all? Oh, not, no, no, not at all. No. I honest, the only thing I was kind of, so I was also drafted by a U. So if anything, I was a little bit stressed out about, oh. I'm like, oh, I'm like, where am I going to, I'm like, I am the worst person with decisions. <laughs> so I'm like, I, I love, and I was like, I have to choose. This is terrible. Um, but, um, so that was really the only thing that changed anything. It was like, I was a little bit stressed out about, Oh, I have to actually make a decision now. Um, but in all honesty, it didn't really change my mindset as far as the season went. Um, I still, we were still going to go as far as we could. And, I was just maybe a little bit alleviated, I guess, because I was like, you know what? There's softball after this and I get to, you know, continue, like I get to live out another dream that, you know, came into fruition in the last couple of years. Right. So is it easy to say that last game against Miami, Ohio was one of your toughest to date? Uh, I would argue it was the toughest. Um, I, Cause I can put so much weight on, you know, everything, but 
I never truly kind of understood what it meant to, you know, wear Kentucky. I always knew what it meant to wear Kentucky across my chest, Mm. but I never really knew what it would feel like when that kind of got taken away. And when things get taken away, you kind of really feel how much they've meant to you. And I kind of just had it in perspective. Everything kind of got into perspective in that moment of just realizing what a good career I had had, but also at the same time, like what a like true blessing um, it was to be able to represent, you know, one of the greatest universities and one a really, really damn good softball team for five years. Absolutely. Absolutely. 100%. And I get it. Like during that five years, how, I mean, we talked about coach Lawson quite a bit on here, but how big of a role did she play in your development? Oh my goodness. That woman. (laughs) (laughs) I, she says that we're work friends, but I'm going to argue she's, uh, she's one of my best friends. Um, no, but she is, she truly is like one of the coolest people I have met. Um, and we like to joke around because I will, she will give me the hardest time. Um, but I will give it right back to her. And she kind of really shaped who I am as an athlete, but also as like a person. Um, from certain aspects and really truly has made me into a really good player and her, like her and I can go back, like go back and forth. I think my senior year, like my fifth year, she would tell me to do something. I'd be like, no, I'm not going to do that. Um, like it would be something like in the game and she'd be like, why don't you try and do this? I'd be like, because I don't want to do that. And I want to go do this. And she's like, okay, that's fine. You can go do that. Um, so like we, we got to a level where it was like, we were able to kind of, talk about the sport. And when she would say something about my mechanics, I was able to counter with, here's why I think that what I'm doing is right. And we had such a level of like, I truly feel like she, we saw eye to eye and we're kind of on the same level, the older that I got and we're able to have really good conversations about the sport, but, um, love that woman. Um, coach Lawson, if you hear this, no, I don't. But anyways, no, she's awesome. I, I really do have an appreciation for her. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, let's talk about your first pro season this year with the Pride. Was there was there an adjustment period at all for you? You know, jumping to the pro level? Um, well, in all honesty, the, my adjustment level was... <laughs> no, I got rookie of the year. <laughs> it was well, easy. My adjustment, my adjustment level was figuring out how to tone it down, I guess. Um, <laughs> I, like we show up to some of our practices and it's very laid back and it's, you, you show up, you do what you need to do and you, you get out of there. It's not these, you know, three and a half hour long practices that you had with a strict timeline, a printed out practice schedule. And you're showing up early and staying after because you can like it. It truly is like we showed up, we practiced, we started it. I think we practiced at nine maybe for um, spring training or I guess our summer training. But our first like two weeks, um, we'd show up, practice at nine, probably finish about 11. If you wanted some extra reps, you could take some extra extra reps. But if not, you could go home. Um, so it really was chill. And from coming off of a college season and playing that many games and catching that many games, it really was awesome. Um, and when you get to a professional level, you get to a level where you know what you need, do it. And you don't need a coach telling you what to do. Um, our coaches were there if we needed help. Like, we're like, Hey, something feels funky. They'll absolutely give you 
their help. I mean, mm. Kelly Kretschmann's one of our freaking coaches. Like, doesn't get me? much better than that. No, no, <laughs> correct. Um, but it came down to, you know what, if you wanted help, you needed to ask for it because, um, they gave us a talk within the first couple of weeks. They're like, you guys are professionals. We're not going to sit here and tweak your swings all day long when that's not what you need. So it really, like, that was the only adjustment for me was, you mm-hmm. know, trying to figure out like the, I guess the demands of the professional season versus coming off of, you know, where your coaches are more so trying to make sure all your ducks are in line and stuff like that. There's none of that in the professional league. So I, I really, truly, that was all. I loved my first professional summer, um, had a blast. Awesome. Was there anybody on your team that, you know, maybe you didn't realize how good they were? Oh my goodness. Well, okay. Not in the back. So I never played with, um, Allie Aguilar. Oh yeah. But I knew she was awesome. Don't get me wrong. I knew that she was cold on the softball field. Yeah. But this girl is just so smooth in the infield. I was actually sick. Yeah. <laughs> she is um, sick. But, She's amazing. Um. So I, not even just just being able to watch her play, and I love watching our infield. Um. It's next level. But I oh I had known that they were always good, and that you know mm. they were there for a reason but getting it being able to watch it was completely different story i imagine definitely because i mean it's a whole different environment right correct correct so were you were you surprised to win rookie of the year um a little bit actually i was not (laughs) (laughs) um i had so i honestly expected one of the um rookie um smoke pitchers to win it in all honesty like i knew it was a toss-up um was still happy nonetheless uh it's pretty sick yeah. um i did i have gotten the, like i had a really good summer and i i think a lot of that is credit to the fact like how much fun i had like playing and just being able to to me it felt like i was uh like it was still my job, but in the sense that like, it was just like a net new level of fun and something that, you know, I, I got to master. I feel like when you're playing college for so long and you play for five years yeah. after a while, it's like, okay, same old, same old. Like this was something new that like was challenging my brain and I was learning new things and, you know, learning the travel schedule and learning how the pride works. So that was something that I loved doing. And it really was, it, challenge my brain, but in the best way. That's awesome. That's awesome. So what's, what's the future hold? What's some of the, uh, what's some personal goals you have? Personal goals. Um, so I I'm playing this summer. Um, and honestly, my, I want to play until the wheels fall off in all honesty. Um, I need to figure it out, but I would love to one day play in Japan. I feel like that is the gold standard and kind of just, Oh, I have not heard a bad thing from any of my friends or teammates, mm-hmm. um, or acquaintances, acquaintances who have played over there. So that's definitely kind of in the sights and something that I really, really would be interested in doing. Um, after I finish my master's goodness, goodness knows I, I feel like I'm like Katy Perry where I'm like a plastic bag drifting through the wind. You know those song lyrics? Yeah. I absolutely, right now I'm kind of tied down by like school and being a grad assistant, which is absolutely wonderful. Mm -hmm. I love being tied down. Um, 
need need it in some aspects. But I I feel like after this, I'm going to go wherever the wind takes me. Um, I have been working with um, Camwood Bats and, you know, training and pushing content and doing a lot of catching, um, coaching, catching on the uh, coaching side and kind of figuring that out. So that's something I definitely foresee myself continuing. Um, I think I'd like to see myself coaching, but just trying to find the right level and maybe kind of see what options are out there um, in the future. Right on. Well, you just mentioned Camwood Bats, and that's a perfect segue into my next question. Because awesome, you got to tell us about them and what they bring to the table. Because I mean, we ha- we had Anna Marie on here, and she pumped their tires pretty good. Oh yeah, no, she's awesome. She's the best boss on the planet. Um, so those of you who don't know what Camwood Bats is, like a uh, very heavy in the baseball space. Wonderful training bats, and our uh, CEOs. Wes Holmes and um, Trey have really been trying to push it into the softball space because they see such a great opportunity for growing the game here. And um, we have recently launched um, this last fall, we launched our coaching programs with a bunch of our professional um, athletes training releasing videos, training with you guys on catching, pitching, infield, um, soon to be outfields, and a lot of hitting and slapping content just to be able to grow the game. Because like we like sat and had a conversation about, you know, the opportunities that like we wish we would have had mm-hmm. when we were younger. Like if I, if I could have learned catching from a professional athlete who made it as far as she did doing what she did, and learning and all the years of, you know, growth that she had, I would jump on that in a heartbeat. Absolutely. And, but something like that wasn't available when I was younger and with technology and with iPhones and everything now, like you can have some of the world's greatest training literally at the palm of your hands, if you just know how to access it. Um, so I, I, could not speak more highly of, you know, who I work with. Um, just like, I, I don't even know how you find these people, but they are literally some of the greatest humans I have met. They are hilarious. They are so down to earth and truly have such a good heart when it comes to growing the game and have everybody in their best interest. Um, like, I don't even know how I stumbled upon this opportunity. Thank God I made friends with Anna Marie because, <laughs> um, because I have truly met some of the coolest people and I get to do some of the coolest stuff now because of it. And yeah, Sam, uh, Sam's there it, as well too. Sam. Yeah. yeah. So Sam Shaw is like leading our pitching and then Bailey Klingler is doing our infields. Right. And some of just like the coolest people I have ever met. And it's so cool that so many different paths and how they play softball, how they swing, what they do. And you have access to every bit of it through our app. That's, that's fantastic. Now to our listeners that are wondering about Camwood bats. I mean, the bat, like go to the Instagram profile. It's at Camwood bats. If any of those listeners are wondering, because I mean, yeah. the content on Instagram will give you a, f- 
a great idea of what what they bring to the table. Correct. Correct. Absolutely. Um, I, like and any everything is at your fingertips. Um, they are constantly pushing content that, you know, some of this stuff is stuff that you don't even like we're pushing training content now that you don't even have to pay for on Instagram just to show how valuable what we're teaching is and how beneficial it is to so many young athletes. Absolutely. That's awesome. Last segment here on the podcast, we call it player association. I'm going to, okay. I'm going to throw out some names to you that you will definitely know. And if you have a good story about them, let it fly. If not, just touch on them, what they've meant to your career. Oh, beautiful. First one I have Kennedy Sullivan. <laughs> um, well, Kennedy Sullivan is actually coming over within the next hour. Um, she oh, wow. is my absolute, <laughs> yeah, I know. Right. Um, she is my absolute best friend, One of my old roommates, and could not speak more highly of her as well. I just have so many great people in my life. This is making me realize that. Um, but she is truly my ride or die. If I need something done, if I need help with anything or we need to go do something, she is the person I'm calling. Awesome. Next one I have up is probably the one of the best names I've ever heard in my life. And it's Princess Valencia. Princess Valencia, who is also coming over within the next hour. Oh, dude, am um, I psychic? Holy cow. I, you know, you might be. <laughs> if you say another name, I might actually have to get off the call. <laughs> okay, you're going to have to tell them about this when they get there. Yeah, I, I will have to. Um, Princess Valencia, one of the funniest people I have ever met. And if I ever need to call somebody to hide a body, it is her. <laughs> wow, that, that, that's trustful right there. Yep. Wow, that's awesome. Uh, next up, I have Aaron Koffel. <laughs> is she coming over to your house? <laughs> um, n- well, no, because I'm a graduate assistant and I can't hang out. Oh, with that's the team right. Anymore. That's right. Otherwise, she probably would. <laughs> no, um, she, um, one of my best friends. Um, if I, if I want to train, if I want to hang out, if I want to do something, she is the most down to earth person I've met. Absolutely love her. Um, and you know what? I hope that we draft her so I get to play with her again. <laughs> nice. Uh, three more here. I got a couple of your pride teammates. Uh, first up is Silent Rain. Sai. Absolutely love that girl. Um, she is so funny. Um, I hope she's my roommate this summer, actually. But um, so many good conversations. Um, also so down to earth. Um, and truly one of the coolest people I have met. And another sick name. These names are amazing. another sick name. I just, the, wow. You have so many friends with sick names. I know. <laughs> My name is Kayla, man. <laughs> yeah. But Hey, the Kayla Kowalik, that's sick hey, as yeah, well. The Kowalik does it. The uh, Kowalik does it. <laughs> uh, two more here. Another pride teammate, Jordan Rudd. Jordan Rudd. Hi, Boo Boo Bear. Um, that's what she ran around saying all summer. But she <laughs> she is so awesome. She's one of those people who is actually kind of incredibly scary at first. I, I was kind of scared, but she is absolutely the funniest, goofiest kid I've ever met. <laughs> I, like, love her. She's love a catcher as well, right? She is a catcher yes. as well. Yes. Yeah. So you have that. You, have, you can talk catching styles. Absolutely. Uh, last, certainly not least can't let you get away without talking about her your twin gabby kowalik 
Gabby Kowalik. Um, absolutely love her. Um, my but I don't call career, her. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I might actually have to call her after this. Dang. Um, well, she's actually taking Stevie in the next month, so I do need to call oh, her. Oh, you definitely no. have to. Yes. Yeah. No, she. My career would not be what it was um, without her. Uh, I probably wouldn't be a catcher if she didn't start pitching and um, truly would not have had such a memorable and great time playing softball if it weren't for her and being able to always have a built-in throwing buddy and a built-in, you know, friend to take to camps and be able to eat lunch with and hang out with. So truly forever changed as expected. Um, love her a lot. I don't think she gets enough credit from me, but she's awesome. There we go. What a great way to end it. Kayla, listen, I got to thank you for taking time to come on and chat with us. This has been absolutely awesome. Absolutely. Thank you so much. This has been a joy reliving. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I've, I've, I've loved it. Um, it was great talking to you. Look, wish, wish you nothing but the best moving forward, you know, especially this year with Kentucky, wish you guys all the best and, you know, can't wait to watch you play this upcoming season and whatever happens beyond. Absolutely. Thank you so much. All right. Take care, Kayla. You too. I told you. I did. I did. Walking with no knees, they persistent with fucking with me. I'm just that real laid back, chill back, smoking them trees. But yo, I turn into some African bees. If they fucking with me, I'm unmatched, unpassing, sway back up, up on them blocks, rocking MCM hats, just spitting at these people like I'm swinging a bat at Scarborough Village where the village was at. All them girls in them boom boom shots, where they wanted it at. Yo, I ain't bragging, I'm just spitting the facts. No exaggeration, no gripping on my balls for jaw. My Big Mac with no lettuce or sauce. Now my collarbone is filled with scars. It got Strikes down the arm, got class in the cut, pull the pin of the bomb, brother. Yo, so let them horns blow. Your reppin' is here because you all asked for it. So yo, I told ya. I told ya. Now speaking mathematically, there's no comparing to my strategy Trying to measure up, I appreciate the flattery But half of these rappers are half of a beat backwards Claiming they on point, man, check the stats first I dropped 12 albums with at least 12 songs In the last 12 years, do the math right there That's 144 on a one a month average And that don't even count what I produce for other rappers Done five tours with 20 shows or more And that's only dating back to 2004 Let's not forget the other years that don't apply to Now name another rapper tour in Canada like I do, I know I am on the top of this, and I know I have many accomplices. If the numbers add up, you can't get rid of me. So, kid, know your past, your future will be history. Rawlings Mantra Fast Pitch Bat helps you bring an elite level of focus, discipline, and power with you to the plate. Crafted with an innovative three-step inner barrel, this bat perfectly balances swing speed and massive pop. The fully reconstructed collar assembly creates the perfect harmony between flex and stiffness and is the number one choice for the Canadian women's national team. So the only question you need to ask yourself, what's your mantra? <laughs>